This is Barons and Bond Podcast, episode 56, yeah. with your host, Corey and Diego yeah. Berenson. Mm-hmm. How you doing, my son? Good. Uh-huh. What happened this morning? How was your morning of your day? It was fine. Tell me about it. How did it begin? You woke up, you feed Bob and Guppy, you come downstairs, you say, give me bacon and eggs. Is that what happened? <laughs> In my mind, that's what I heard. Is that what you happened? Huh? Who? Huh? What? Maybe. We had a nice, big breakfast. Then we went hiking off Spyglass down in the Greenbelt. For how long do you think it was? Three years. Three years. Mm. So how old are you now? Nine. How did you... Three years and you didn't even age? You're an alien. You're not my son. You're an imposter. No? Okay, yes, we went hiking... We, you decided uh, to pick a sloth metal. A sloth metal. So we're going to do not really necessarily a marathon. It's more of a, comp- not a competition even. It's just a, what would you call that? We're going to start this thing over, by the way. That was terrible. That was so bad. I couldn't even think of a word. Wait, 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 start what over? This whole podcast. Why? Let's just start it over. What? What do you think? I don't know. I couldn't even think. You're basically going to do a thing where you earn a medal by walking, biking, running, jogging, or walking the dog for a total of 60 miles. You're going to get a medal that looks like a sloth wearing a chain, and sunglasses. sunglasses. Kind of looks like an old school rapper. Fia is going to do 120 miles to get a giant unicorn medal. What do you mean by giant? That's pretty huge. She's only six years old. Giant medal. 102? 120 miles. Why? Why is it so much? <laughs> because that medal is humongous. And I think your sloth medal is pretty big too. But you have to go 60 miles. So today you did two and a half already in one hike. Quick. Every time we ride around the neighborhood, that's easily a mile. Probably a mile and a half. With enough zigzagging that we do. So I think it'll go by quick. Like two or three months, you'll be done. And then Fia will need to go another two or three months. Since she's doing double. But if you want to pick another challenge, you could do that. Okay, so So. I'm forcing you to pause some awesome games you played this morning. What'd you do some after the hike? You did some Forza racing, Fortnite, Mm -hmm. Minecraft, Roblox. Which one? I can't hear you shaking your head up and down. All of that. All of that? Uh Uh-huh. So what's better, bacon, egg, and cheese, or just bacon-wrapped tortilla? You're going to have to talk. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, okay, great. Bacon, egg, and cheese. 
Awesome. So we're going to move this. We're going to move this party on. Why? So a while back, mm-hmm. you completed the three Way of the Warrior kid books. Mm-hmm. And now your sister's reading those books. Mm-hmm. And she just reading, just finished reading part three. Actually, this is part two. So now she's going to read three and then one. Mm-hmm. It's fine to read them out of order. You read them in order as they came out but I think they work as standalones also. So what I was going to do is I was going to refresh your memory because you finished these, I don't know, a while back. Do you remember the full stories? Each one? This one's about, remember his, the bully in school's name is Nathan. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know about Way of the Warrior Kid, this one is Mark's Mission. So it's written by Jocko Willink, who also wrote Extreme Ownership, Leadership Tactics, and a few other books. He also wrote Mikey and the Dragons, which is super awesome for even younger kids. That's also one of my favorites. And let's do a little refresher here. So this one on Mark's mission, chapter one. I am not going to read the whole book, obviously. But I'm going to read a little bit. And then you tell me what you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. This is going down. Are you ready? No, and I will never be. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm glad I got to elbow drop you just before we started this because right now... I think choke hold on you. Body slam, elbow drop. My name, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chapter one. The pumpkin and the principal. I think this is fitting because Halloween's around the corner. This year was a really good year until the last day of school. I ended up in a place I never should have been, the principal's office. Yes, that's right. Me, Mr. Warrior Kid with my warrior code, got sent to the principal's office. What for, you wonder? Let me tell you in one word. Nathan. That's right. I got sent to the principal's office because of Nathan James, a guy with two first names. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Guy with two first names? (laughs) Is that even a real thing? Hey, I got two first names. So what happens is his uncle, who's mm-hmm. in the Navy SEALs, comes yeah. to visit every summer. Mm-hmm. He had to pick him up from school because mom was at work. And then he realized, oh, no, I have to tell. Now Uncle Jake knows what I did. I did good all year long, and I made one big mistake. At the very last day of school, what he did was, well... He threw a volleyball-sized papier-mâché pumpkin straight at that kid's face. It bounced off of his face, knocked him down, but when it bounced off of his face, it bounced directly towards the teacher, hit her in the face, knocked her down, and spilled her hot coffee. How mad do you think your teacher would be if you did that? Expelled. You think expelled? Definitely super mad. Now, the paper mache is super soft. It didn't hurt him, but it really made the teacher mad because that's not cool. 
So since it was the last day of school, Uncle Jake came to pick him up. So the teacher and Uncle Jake made him apologize to the kid that made him mad. Do you know why? Do you remember why he made him so mad to throw the paper mache pumpkin? Uh, he made fun of him. Do you remember what he called him? No. Plate face. Remember that? I would laugh. You think you would laugh? Yeah. That's a good. What if I called? I said, "Hey, go get that for me, plate face." That's like the worst name a bully could call you. Out of all the names, they pick that one, which is like, how could you get mad at that? But what if you thought you had a round face and you were sensitive to a name like plate face, and you thought, what if my face really does look like a plate? Think it would make you mad? Well, instead of throwing a, p- a paper mache pumpkin, why don't you just tell the teacher? Yep. Easy as cutting water in half. Exactly. This is how he got worked up. He said they had to clean up, but he was partnered with Nathan to clean up, and they were sweeping. And so Nathan said to the book, he started in on me right away. Let's get this cleaned up, plate face. Don't call me that, I told him. Don't call you what, plate face? Plate face. I know your plate face, he said. I started to raise my voice. Don't call me that. I felt my face turning red because I was so annoyed. Well, what do you, you want? I called you that like four times. How are you? <laughs> like, well. I know. So what do you want me to call you, he said. Call me by my name. I answered, I looked at Nathan, and he looked a little scared. Okay, fine, he said. I think he realized that he had pushed too far and knew what might happen. Then he whispered, plate face, and smiled. Oh, made him so mad. He bit down hard, picked up that pumpkin, and threw it. That's what happened. That was not cool to lose your temper, right? So now... Like, I could get worked up of something, but not enough. Do you think you would ever get that mad to pick something up and throw it straight at somebody in the classroom? No. What if... If I went to a public school, I probably would. Oh, 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 hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying, You can't even say that. You don't know. You haven't been to that. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Like, here at my school, like... That's not even a part of anything. You think you've never seen anybody get super mad? No. Oh. That happens everywhere. Well, yeah. Okay, what happened? I don't remember everything, but like, it's not mad enough to grab something and throw it straight to their face. But you have seen kids or even yourself get really mad, do you think? Guess, yeah. Don't you guys have, what is that place you have to work out problems? I forget. Peace Corner? Peace room? Something like that. Forget the name. Where if you guys are really having a problem, you go work it out? Do you have something like that? There was in the owls, but I don't remember. I forgot what it was called. Well, what's the last thing you remember where somebody got really mad? Where it was obvious they were super mad? Do you remember? Mm, I try and think. I mean, obviously, there's some, like, I've obviously witnessed it, but... See, I'm trying to think. Uh, That's okay. If you remember it, well, tell I, me. I, I, 
definitely know it's something like that happened like they did for sure a hundred percent but i'm not sure what yeah i know something happened yeah no matter who you are where you are there are people that get super mad yeah and they might lash out which means do something dumb go crazy throw something at somebody's face (sighs) go crazy okay so later the uncle picks him up and then he's talking to him and he's he realizes he says well i realize there was a lot of other things i needed to tell uncle jake you see it wasn't just nathan james who was making me frustrated there were a bunch of things that had been bothering me and i was just starting to realize it but i didn't know how to tell uncle jake so he tells him so Uncle Jake says, just like what? Uncle Jake asks. I wondered if I should tell Uncle Jake, but I figured that since he helped me last summer, maybe he could help me this summer too. Just tell me, Uncle Jake said. Okay, here goes. The first thing that's bothering me is this summer. I was ready for a nice summer, a break from school, hanging out with my friends, and being able to do some workouts with you. But a bunch of things happened, and now it seems like summer is ruined. First of all, I have to go to a dumb camp this summer. Only it isn't even a camp. And it isn't even camping. It's just a rec center and we're supposed to be doing physical education and also reviewing math and spelling and a bunch of Uh, other school stuff. On summer? So it's basically school in the summertime. And if that isn't bad enough, it turns out that Nathan James is doing it too. The one kid I despise. It would be... A little better if I had a new bike to get there, but my mom won't get me a new bike. I even took her to the bike shop to see the best bike ever, the Bentley. I thought maybe when she saw it in all its beauty, she would get it for me. Nope, she has no soul. So that's it. The camp and a bike, and that's why you think this summer will be awful? Because you have to go to camp And your mom won't buy you a new bike? I would. So what do you think? I might get a little bummed out of doing. It's basically summer school. That sounds like summer school. Kind of sounds like a bummer. I mean, who would want to do that? I mean, some people. But, like, for me, you've done, like, almost in it. I was it almost a year of school. Like, almost. Uh, and and then it's the summer. That that's the time for your break. That's why summer exi- summer break exists, is that you can have a break from school. And then what happens is you don't get a break from school because you have to do even more school during your break. So it's like you'll never get a break from learning. I mean, some people like that, but I'm not a person who would. <laughs> <laughs> and you like this summer where you we you actually had a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a break, not anymore. All right. So moving forward. Now, he's telling Uncle Jake all his problems, and Uncle Uncle Jake says, um, he's like, oh, we'll get these problems fixed. And he thinks Uncle Jake's going to fix them for him. So in the book, Uncle Jake, I can't fix these problems. Nathan is mean, and there is nothing I can do about that. My mom already signed me up for the camp, and she said I have to go. And I can't get a new bike because I have no money. And my jiu-jitsu instructor is making me do the tournament. 
So even though I would love to solve these problems, I can't because the problems aren't mine. Uncle, well, they kind of are. Uncle Jake listened and nodded his head as if he knew everything I was saying. Then he spoke. Actually, the problems are yours. In fact, you are the problem. We aren't going to change the problems. We are going to change your attitude. This made no sense to me at all. These problems weren't my fault. I didn't have any idea how my attitude was going to change them. So I asked Uncle Jake very bluntly, how can my attitude get me a new bike? How can my attitude get me out of summer camp? How can my attitude make Nathan a nice person? And how can my attitude get me out of the jiu-jitsu tournament? Uncle Jake took a breath before he spoke. Well, Mark, your attitude actually changes everything, especially things that you don't think you can change. Look at how you are blaming everyone else for your problems. If you don't think the problems are yours, how can you solve them? But how can, I started to say, you can't. If you think that every problem you have is someone else's, then how can you ever get them fixed? By sitting around and waiting for other people to change or waiting for other people to act? You might be waiting for a really long time. But if you look at a problem from a different perspective, a perspective where the problem is actually your fault, then you can do something to fix it. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. You get, does that make sense to you? So I can get So if I think of, think of a problem right now that you, what's a problem you have right now? Mm, school started. School, is that, re- <laughs> is that really a problem? Not really. Okay. I just didn't want school to start. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's pretend that's a giant problem for you. Okay. I mean, it's not a problem, but okay. What do you have? Is there any problem uh, that you have right now? Not really. Okay. So let's pretend school is a huge problem. Okay. You don't. You can't do anything about it because you have to go to school. Yeah. Either at home or on Zoom, but you have to do it. Right. If you say that problem is my fault that I have to go to school then I'm responsible for doing something about it. Well, I mean, how... And if My I, question is, how can you... Well, I mean, there's no, there's no way you can't, like, just say something happened, I can't go to school. Like, you could do something about it, but you can't stop school. It's, you're not the principal. You can't, like... Right, you have to go, right? School. You have to go, but you could change something about it. Just you can't change the fact that you're going to school. When right. school starts, school starts. Maybe miss a day because a certain reason. Mm-hmm. You can't just miss a day to say, oh, I don't really want to go to school. I mean, it's not an option. If it was, there'd be like five kids in class. Exactly. But, if it, but since it's not an option, everyone's there. But do you think every single person is excited to be there? Well, some people, um, I mean, it's not a bad thing that you like school. I no, mean, it's not. It's not a bad thing. And it's not a bad thing that you don't like school. 
if you don't like school, it's not a bad thing. If you like school, it's not a bad thing. You can Exa- like or not like it. It exactly. doesn't matter. So I that's mean, but ex- the fact uh-huh. that you don't like it or like it, that's not going to change anything about school. The fact is that you can change, like, you can change something about it. You just can't change the fact that you're going to school. Correct. Because imagine an, it, was, it, was, it was an option to attend class. Everyone knows I don't want to go because it's an option. So everyone, there would only be like maybe two kids in class or a kid in class. Mm-hmm. But it's not an option. You go when school starts, school starts, but you can change some, another thing about it. Just not the fact that you're going to school. Exactly. You can change how you feel about going. Yeah. But you, you can. can't change the fact that you're going, right? It's not an option, sadly. It's awesome. I'm glad you caught that. So next, now he's got a bike that he has not been taking care of. It's totally in shambles. Well, you could sell it or you could so, make money off of fixing it. Or you could fix it and then trade it or you could fix it and that will be your bike. Okay, like. so check this out. Exactly what you're thinking. So he's asking his mom to buy this bike, but he has a bike that he didn't take care of. Well, so this is where they walked. So back to the book. It would make sense if he didn't have a bike. Mm-hmm. I walked out to the garage where we were working out and over to the shed, then grabbed my old junky bike that was leaning against the shed and brought it back to the garage. Bring it in, said Uncle Jake. It's probably called so Rusty I, Bike Shop where everything is rusty. <laughs> So I brought the old rust bucket right into the garage. Once in there, I tried to put down the kickstand, but it wouldn't budge. So I just laid the bike down on the ground. I stepped back and had a look. The tires were flat. The rims were rusty. One of the pedals was broken in half. One of the grips was all tattered and about to fall off. The seat was twisted and worn. And the frame of the bike itself had spots of rust all over it. Doesn't sound too good, right? No, so, but I mean, cause say she did, then you would use that bike, and then you and then you just don't use it. I mean, you use that bike, then you get tired of it. You get a new one. Your whole house is gonna feel be filled with old bikes. Because you didn't take because, care of the first one, yeah, right? If you have a bike and you're not using it, why get a whole another one if you already have one? Yes, it's rusty, but it's called. Cleaning it up. Exactly. So he says, yep, like I said, this is where I had some explaining to do. I mean, my mom knows I need a new bike, but she won't get me one. She says I don't deserve it. She said you don't deserve it. Why not? Because of this, I said shamefully as I pointed at my old rusty piece of junk bike. She said I didn't take care of it. Uncle Jake laughed. I have to agree with your mom. It doesn't look like you took care of this at all. If you take care of a bike properly, it can last forever. But if, I mean, you, but if you don't take care of it, well, this is what you get, Uncle Jake said as he pointed at my old rusty bike. Now, here's a fun part right here. But I still need a new bike. 
So maybe if I explain to my mom that I will take care of it, she will buy me one. Well, how, how can you talk her through that when you have a rusty bike right there? Mm-hmm. You this obviously this seemed like a really good idea to me. Really? Uncle Jake said in a voice that made me think maybe it wasn't such a good idea. How much does this new bike cost? He asked me. The Bentley bike costs $189, yeah. I told him. Like, it's probably one, because you're not even taking care of it. Two, you're not taking care of it and it's so much. Mm-hmm. And three, it's just so much. <laughs> $189, he said with a look of surprise on his face. That's a lot of money. Especially for a kid who already wasted a bunch of money letting this bike get ruined. Just what you're thinking. It's not that much money for my mom, I told him. Figuring that since my mom has a car and a house and other stuff that costs way more than $189, that much money couldn't be that important to her. When those words came out of my mouth, Uncle Jake did not look happy. So he explains, uh, yeah, uh-huh, he said that. He say he keeps going on about this and that. He says that if you want it so bad, then you'll have to earn it. <gasps> earn it, I said. <gasps> yes, earn it. You see, you don't even really understand what that means. As a kid, your parents pretty much give you everything. Your food, your clothes, your bed, the roof over your head, even this rusty bike right over here. When you're given things for free, you don't appreciate their value, what they're worth. You don't appreciate that someone worked hard to get that money to buy you that bike. When you don't appreciate something, you don't take care of it. That's what happened with this bike, right? Uncle Jake was correct. I had never really thought about that. Yes, Uncle Jake, that's what happened. Okay then, so if you want that new Bentley bike, you're gonna earn it. Yeah, earn it. So, skipping forward, he has some more run-ins with Nathan, picking on other people Uh, going forward. uh, So here's a way for him to earn that bike. Let's see. Uncle Jake, I know I'm a warrior kid and I can work out and do jujitsu, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm 11 years old. What skill do I possibly have that I could turn into a business? He pointed to the back corner of the shed at my dad's lawnmower. You are going to mow lawns. That's something that most people don't feel like doing, and it's something that you can do. Add those two things together, and you have yourself a business. Uncle Jake was right again. It shows a cool picture of a lawnmower, and it says, My first business partner, Mr. Lawnmower. So he does really good. He starts mowing lawns, earning some money towards his bike. He starts, gotta, he starts going to jiu-jitsu go. practice, training, training for his tournament. Uh, then we get, then he's been, so now he's been working on his old bike. He's been f- working on it every afternoon for just a little bit of time, right? Maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour a day, not too much. Into the book. When we got home, Uncle Jake came out to the garage with me and helped me do some work on my old rusty bike. Actually, the bike wasn't that rusty anymore. The rims looked great, the handlebars were done, and the frame was almost halfway cleaned up. It's starting to look pretty good, isn't it, Mark? Uncle Jake asked me. It is. I never thought it could look like this again. And it doesn't seem like it's taken that much time. 
That's the way it's supposed to feel. Yeah. But if you think about it, you've probably worked on this bike for 20 hours. You think so? I know so. <laughs> I know so. You've been working on it for over a month and a, and a half, uh, over a month and a half, and half hour at a time. So yeah, it's been at least 20 hours of work so far. It doesn't feel like that much, I told Uncle Jake. That's because you broke it down and maintained consistency. Maintained what, I said? Maintained, huh? Consistency. You see, instead of trying to do this whole big project at one time, you just put in a little work here and there, chipping away at it each day. That way it didn't feel like a ton of work. And yet you look up now and you can see all the progress you've made. Yeah, it really hasn't seemed like too much. Even though there was some nights when I didn't want to do it. You didn't want to, but you did. That makes the difference. That's discipline. You know, that's what I did in college this year. When I would get a big assignment, I would work on it a little bit each day. Just for an hour or so. In a week, I had done seven hours. In two weeks, I was about done and had time to review and revise my work. Some of the students wouldn't start their assignments until a couple days before they were due. Then they would be scrambling to get them done and wouldn't be able to turn in their best work. And they wouldn't have to work, or no, and they would have to work 15 hours straight on one thing, which can be boring. So that is what you do whenever you can. You break down big projects into small chunks and work on them a little bit every day. It's like cleaning my room too. Really? Yes, if I clean my room every day, it only takes a few minutes. But when I don't clean it for a week, all of a sudden it takes an hour to clean. What you think about that part? How much more are you going to read? Oh, let's skip forward. So there's a bunch. What he does is he, his uncle has him find out why Nathan is so mean and he learns a whole lot about Nathan's actually he understands why Nathan's mean to everybody is he's actually got it really hard he he's a lot key kid hmm? which is what I was it's a lot key kid that means you go home and nobody's home you have a key to your house and hmm. you go home and mom or dad are working they can't come home till probably close to dinner time or after dinner time so it's up to you to get home do your homework eat, and then wait for your parents or your parent. So he also waited outside of gas stations and got handouts, collected bottles. He would go trade in the bottles just to get enough money to get a little sandwich. So he only had the same clothes that he wore every day. And so, yeah, he starts understanding why Nathan's so mean, even though that doesn't justify it. That doesn't mean that makes it right, but he understands. And uh, now let's go forward to some part that I was talking to you about the other day. Oh, this part. He starts, you know, he's mowing all these lawns, saving all this money, or he's actually making all this money. And he's telling him, so back to the book. So that means taking 20% of what you've earned and putting it into savings. And that isn't just for now. That's always. You should always save 20% of your money. Then if there are other things you really need, you can buy those as well. 
And you should also know this. One of the few things in the world that feels better than earning money is earning money and then putting it toward a good cause to help someone else. I know it sounds strange, but it's true. So just like I told you, from now on, no matter what, you're going to save 20% of what you make forever. Wait, so, and what is it 20% for? So you're it's just... for buying random stuff? Nope. It's for saving. You put it in savings. Always. And, and then, then the other the stuff you and buy the, So let's stuff. say I gave you $100 right now. Mm-hmm. 20% would be $20. You put in a savings, which I made that investment account for you. So you just put it in there. And when you start having a job, you'll tell the people giving you a paycheck. You say, oh, I want 20% to go to this other account. And it just you'll just always do that. So check this out. I did the math. If you put, so grandma and grandpa, if they gave you $2,500 right now in that account, right? Left it there. Then you, let's say you make a moderate income when you start working, like right after college, you start making 60000 a year, which is pretty modest, right? Sounds like boatloads, right? Boatload I know. of money. Now listen that to this. Fit a cargo plane. I know. Let's let's pretend you make only sixty thousand a year. As soon as you graduate like college, anything. You'll see in the future. Now look. Let's say you make sixty thousand a year, starting when you're twenty, right? But you're starting saving now when you're nine. Anyway, so hang with me. Let's pretend you got a job when you're twenty years old, mm-hmm. and you make sixty thousand a year, right? Mm-hmm. And you always put 20% because you're just that's a habit you just boom you put it in there you don't you need you don't even ever see it it just goes there and you use the rest for your life right by the time you're 40 if that account makes an average of 9% interest compounded over time when you're 40 you should have a minimum of $505,000 in your savings. Oh. <laughs> now, you can always use a little bit, get what you need, but you just always put that 20% in. But you'll actually have more than that because you're starting now when you're nine, not when you're 20. Right? So when you're 40 year old self, like 10, 000, you should. Now, this is if you never make more than 60. You might make more than 60 in a year. So that means you would put more in because you'd be putting 20% of more than that. So there's a very high chance that that's basically the minimum you'll have if you put if you only made 60,000 and you always put 20%. Pretty awesome, right? I am kicking myself for not having that advice when I was 9 years old. But I'm not. You're 9. So now I'm telling you and I'm just going to make it that way for you. And your sister. Wait, so I, huh, they put all that $2,000 in my savings? Yeah, but it's called an investment account. It just kind of, it just grows. So okay. what happens is every year it gets bigger and then it Wait, gives you. Wait, but I thought you said 20%. Yeah, you are going to put 20% of anything you make. Oh. We, as your parents and grandparents, will put in a little bit now for you. Oh. But as soon as you start working, you put 20%. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Got it? Yeah, I got it. So if you can make that just what you do from now on, you're going to be sitting pretty, son. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Jump to the very end of the book. And he, at the end, he's got a warrior kid code. Blah, 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 blah. So here's blah, the very, here's the gibberish last two pages. I'm glad. Okay, the code. Yes, the code. Warriors have codes that they follow. Not like secret codes, but more rules. It is called discipline. Discipline? That's right, discipline. Discipline means you follow the rules. Not because someone else makes you follow them, but because following the rules makes you a better person. So what are the rules, Nathan asked. Nathan, spoiler alert, Nathan and Mark become BFFs. You have to read the whole book to find out how. Okay, here's the Warrior Kid code. Do you remember any of them? Mm-hmm. Because you do it. I a, am a Warrior you, Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You remember number nine. I am the Warrior Kid. <laughs> you actually do a lot of these, but I'll, I'll read the code. It's good, good messages here. Okay. You remembered one of them. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Number one, the warrior kid wakes up early in the morning. Blah, blah, blah. Sounds like you, Mr. 6.30 a.m. Bro, I wake up at seven. Bruh. 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 Bruh, come on. Bruh. Bruh. Bro. Bro. Bruh's the new bra, bro. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh's the new bra, bra. Bro. Bruh's the new bruh, bro. Okay. Number two, the warrior kid studies to learn and gain knowledge and asks questions if he doesn't understand. Number three, the warrior kid trains hard, exercises, and eats right to be strong and fast and healthy. Number four, the warrior kid trains to know how to fight so he can stand up to bullies to protect the weak. Number five, the warrior kid treats people with respect and helps out other people whenever possible. Number six, the warrior kid keeps things neat and is always prepared and ready for action. Are you trying to escape? Number seven, the warrior kid stays humble. Mm -hmm. Number eight, the warrior kid works hard and always does his best. You can replace his with her if you have a daughter, obviously. So we replaced all the his with hers for Fia. And that's the code. And number nine, the one Diego said, I am the warrior kid now all right are we done well we're done thanks for hanging out yeah so adios yeah adios i love you i'll see you soon be healthy y'all we're out